0: beautiful people and welcome back to the woman behind the desk with Shannon Danielle discussing all things behind the scene so I am super excited today because today we have Kelly Reddick Gaston she's actually a clinician out in the DC area and so she so graciously agreed to be a guest for the woman behind the desk so I am looking forward to all of the listeners hearing what she has to say because she has a lot to say so let's get into it how are you Kelly
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Trying to keep it together during quarantine and you know, trying not to like feel like an entire homebody, but I, mm-hmm. I've accepted this is this is my life now.
0: <laughs> I know, I really feel like this quarantine life is really the new normal. Do you do you think that we'll go back to what life was before COVID?
1: that's that's what I have been trying to make myself believe is that okay soon it's gonna you know it'll be different oh and then you know next month maybe the month afterwards I'm like I don't know I guess this is this is our new normal because I've tried to think that you know we'll be able to just adjust to the old life but this is it now so Mm I don't I don't I don't know what to say. I'm. I try to just think in increments. That helps me to get through. If I think of it like things will never be the same, uh-uh, I will. I will lose it. So I'm just like you know. Hopefully, I'll be able to travel. Right. To, Period. To Bali or
0: <laughs> Bali. Bali. That's definitely <laughs> yeah. a place that I would like to go.
1: <laughs> yes, hopefully, because we haven't. Um, so I haven't taken my honeymoon yet.
0: Mm. So, uh,
1: exciting stuff.
0: That's kind of getting into what the show um, is about today. So I asked Kelly to be a guest for the show today because um, Kelly and I were having a very interesting and powerful discussion about relationships as well as marriage. And I know Kelly has been in her relationship for some time and now they have moved on to marriage. So like you said, Kelly, you're just now getting to that. You haven't been, been able to go on your honeymoon yet. How has marriage been for you thus far And what was that transition like
1: for you? Yeah. So we have been together now um, about eight years. Oh, wow. Um, But we met in 2011. So we've known each other for about nine years and been Mm -hmm. together for eight. And then we have been married. uh, We got married last October, October 12, 2019. So um, so things in terms of transitioning from dating to marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From dating to marriage, um, there was definitely an adjustment in some instances. So in some areas. Okay. Um, I would say one of the biggest things that we... So let me go back. So Okay. My husband's name, Take a spat. Take a spat. <laughs> so my husband's name is Michael. So um, Michael and I, we met, we were both in um, in California for a summer. So I just graduated from... Um, from college, and he was still in architecture school, but was mm-hmm. that summer he was um, doing some engineering, something something that's past me that <laughs> I don't understand, but some engineering stuff uh, in a summer program at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So we were both there, and he literally just like stopped me because I was walking. There's like this long trail that kind of leads to the dorm and he was going the opposite way to class mm-hmm. and he just stopped me. It was just like, Hey, um, there was some shirt I had on that had Florida on the back. So he was like, yeah, are you from Florida? I was like, what? No. And he was like, Oh, okay. Cause I, I go to school, you know, in Florida. So I was just wondering if you were from there. I was like, No, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's like, Whatever it
0: takes to start a conversation, honey. I'm trying to get your number, give me them digits.
1: (laughs) I was like, I had on tights that day, that's what really okay. It was the
0: tights, girl. You know, they say those tights now they fit right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's what it was, but it's okay. So I just went with it because I'm like, okay, he's trying in here. So we had like a short conversation and he was like, well, I have to go to class, but can I get your number? And I was like, yeah, I'm in California, whatever. I don't, you know, know anybody really. I was, my sister was there too for some program, but other mm-hmm. than that, I didn't know anybody. So I was like, sure. So we exchanged numbers and then we would um, hang out and, you know, in the dorms, but I would always tell him like a different floor
0: you're like you're not gonna know my I don't know if you're crazy or not I can't give you that yet
1: <laughs> yes yeah, it took several like weeks before I was like yeah I don't live on this floor I just come here to, <laughs> to just hang out and he was like why didn't you tell me that? I said oh I didn't know I didn't know how you were so I needed to make sure you weren't um gonna try and hurt me or anything like that I didn't mm-hmm. want you to know what you know what floor I lived on so we talked like the entire summer then he went back to Florida I went back to Mississippi because I mm-hmm graduated from from Xavier then I moved back home so you know we kind of just kept in touch um you know we were long distance and then I came to FAMU for a um
0: okay shout out to the Rattlers you know that's where I that's Wait. where I went to undergrad
1: really shout out to the Rattlers I, honey I didn't know that oh my goodness please please stop because I go so hard and I didn't know that that was a thing until like, I either like, you go hard or go home honey that's it, it. You go, hard or you go home alone and time, especially since we moved here he's like oh I know her I, I know him I think he went to fam I'm like no he did not you don't know these people we're not even from here you don't he just thinks he knows everybody so but anyway so he went back there and I went back to Mississippi so we kept in t- kept in touch mm-hmm. and then um you know over that time you you know just talked for a while. And then we got into a relationship a year later he came to Mississippi and lived with me um, for about. Oh, so he moved where you were. Once so. he graduated college, he moved to me and I was in grad school and I was like, my plan was I'm staying in Mississippi for two years. I'm going to mm-hmm. get my degree in exactly two years. And then I'm leaving because I don't want to live here. Um, you know, nothing, no offense to Mississippi. I love my home state, but I knew I wanted to, you know, move in and, do other things so I was like either you coming or what or are you
0: plan. not <laughs> you coming or you getting left behind I don't know you
1: choose <laughs> right so that was my plan and so he was like okay and then we picked uh DC we did some research and we traveled here a few times and then we decided on it and when we moved here we didn't have jobs yet mm-hmm. um, we had our apartment but we had been looking for jobs for forever and even once we got here we moved in january and then didn't get jobs until april
0: but oh both wow
1: in the same month but <clears throat> but it was it was a struggle but we've so my point is um for us that's been our that's been our journey of of doing um all of these different things together and Um, just figuring out a lot of stuff. So we've kind of been partners in this for a while. So moving into um, or adjusting from dating to marriage, that Mm -hmm. that was never anything... Bad for us, or so there was never like mm-hmm. a big deal, like oh my goodness, it's gonna be so different. So, that was never a challenge. So, it was
0: like a smooth transition because you've basically yeah. done like eight years, you've done life together, you've grown <laughs> up
1: together, okay? Exactly, okay. because <laughs> we met when I was 22, oh my goodness, 22, and now I'm 31, I'm gonna be 32 in February. So, it's been almost 10 years of you know, our whole 20s of being together and you. Know, doing things together, being partners together. So I think that helped when it came to, you know, getting married. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I would say was an adjustment was just finding, I was like, well, what about these like expectations? Cause everybody's, you know, Mm -hmm. mindset about what their expectations are when they're married. And that's not something we've worried too much about. We kind of just did our own thing and adjusted where needed. But I was, I started to think like, well, do you have some, expectations that are different from before, because you need to go ahead. I'm the type of person I need to know, what are you expecting from me? Okay. So
0: this was a conversation that the two of you um, had. I know I was talking to someone and they were saying that sometimes expectations, you feel more of an expectation once you become a wife to do certain things as opposed to being a girlfriend.
1: Right. So that was kind of weird to me because I didn't think that I would have I would worry about that. Mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, it'll be fine. We'll just do what we've always been doing. But then I started to think, well, do you have any other, you know, is there something that you think should be different now? Or, um, you know, what are your expectations? And so for a little bit of time, we did, you know, start worrying about that. Um, so what I will say is when we moved here, probably about a year after we moved here, we started going to couples therapy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I will say that our therapist was uh, is amazing. She's it's a Black lady and in the area and she's awesome so we don't you know, talk with her about everything any challenges coming up we talked to her about whose everything.
0: idea was it to go to couples therapy was it something that the two of you agreed upon or was it your idea because I know as a therapist being a therapist sometimes our first thought is oh we need to go to therapy or was it your husband's idea
1: it was actually his idea so oh, okay his, um you know I, I want us to because <clears throat> there were a lot of things um, that we wanted to discuss, and we wanted to have someone else to just be, you know, help us to have a healthy relationship. We have both had really difficult relationships prior to this one, and we mm-hmm. wanted to do things differently. Um, so he was like, "Yeah, I think we we should, you know, do you want to?" And I was like, "Okay," and but then I got really, you know, oh. <laughs> I got really like weirded about it by, about it because I thought like okay, I'm a therapist, and then, so you're gonna have some here, and I just started to get all worked up about it, and thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, they're gonna tell me this, or they're gonna, I'm gonna already know what they're gonna say. You're like, I'm the
0: expert over here, why we need a therapist? I can diagnose us. I already know what the issues are.
1: Exactly! (laughs) It sounds crazy as hell but that's really what i started thinking and then i was like okay so and it's so funny being a therapist and going to therapy because you really put yourself in the position of your you client. do
0: as a person that's in therapy now and believes in therapy it's definitely difficult being the client it is
1: or it's it's an, experience. an experience it's an experience it's a shift i um and then two doing couples it was just i had never done that and then Finding the right therapist, and then also, you know, just being in therapy in general, it was it was a very interesting experience. So, one, I definitely wanted a black woman. That's what I said that you know I would be comfortable with. But then I was very picky. I was like, I, you know, she needs to be older because Mm -hmm. she needs to be experienced. experienced. Yeah, she's experienced different than me. Right. She needs to go through some things so she can give us some (laughs) of her wisdom. See, so that, that makes it okay, because she knows more than me. So that is fine. And, you know, think, saying it out loud now, I'm like, girl, why are you doing the most? You're like, girl, you were doing <laughs> too much.
0: You are doing too
1: much. I'm like, no, find somebody else. She looks like she's my age. She just graduated. Or whatever. You know, I'm doing all of this. So he found um, someone. And he, he found the perfect person, because we started meeting with her. And, um, and there would be times where I, I'm definitely acting like one of my clients where i might shut down i might be like yes today what was and the you know, hardest
0: part about going to couples therapy
1: the hardest part is hearing things that you don't want to hear or if when it feels like wait you are agreeing with him and i don't like that i want you to agree with me but you know there were times where i had to take a step back and, and say okay let me, it's her job to see both sides and she really is fair. So she mm-hmm. at that, but oh, I would be so angry in the moment. I would just be like, I would say
0: I have nothing else to say. So <laughs> I'm curious, like as you're, as you're sharing that, because I was talking to some of the listeners and asking them, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not married. Right. Hopefully I'll be married in the future, but I, I'm not married. So I was asking some of the listeners, what are some questions as a newlywed that you would want to know, or as a woman that you would want to know. And one of the questions that came up was how do they handle conflict? And disagreements in the marriage like so what you saying that I was really angry like how did that how did you handle that in the therapy and then outside of the therapy because that anger didn't just go away
1: exactly so um that would say one that's one of the most important things that you can do is to work on how you get through disagreements mm-hmm. because <clears throat> there are there's so many things that are tied into that. Um, for me, some, you know, past relationships that I had, there were things that I later realized, okay, that's kind of, you know, that's not the healthiest way to deal with conflict. Yeah. Um, so I, it took me a while to kind of unlearn some of these things. Like that's not, you know, that's not a healthy way to deal with something. If you're mad, it's not okay to do some of these things to scream or to, I mean, of course you get angry, but. Right trying to, you know, it's important to regulate yourself and try and figure out, okay, the point of what I always say now is that the point of this is not for me to be right or for you to be right. It's about at the end of the day, how can our relationship be, be good? How can we be on the same page? How can we figure this out? Because at the end of the day, if you have a problem, we both have a problem. So we have right. to figure it out. So if I'm right, doesn't matter because I can say, oh, see, I told you I was right. But then we still have a problem because something isn't resolved. So... It took me a while to get to that point. So I would say that therapy helped because having someone else kind of mirror that to you and say, hey, this is what you're doing. You're yelling or you're when you get to this point, you shut down mm-hmm. or when you get to this point. You're not really communicating what's going on or you're talking about old stuff or you're, you know to have someone mirror that back, that was eye-opening, and then the session, she, you know, she's probably like, oh my god, this girl, because uh-huh. I, I'm not, I'm not receptive in that way. I might say, okay, okay, but it, it, for me, it takes me a minute to process that, so I would have to go home, think about it, you know, and then start saying, okay, and then the next time. I'm
0: the same way, I'm the same way. It doesn't just happen for me that fast. I need to process girl, no and explore, and I need to, you know what I mean, <laughs> I connect the you dots right. to know if you're because I'm like, no, right. I don't think you're right. I don't right. think you're right. Let me think about that a little bit. So you said quite a few things because I know for me, you know, in my last relationship, that was something difficult that we went through where it was almost a competition. And so for me, it was kind of like, if this is going to be a partnership and we're trying to move on to um, something more serious that will lead to something more in the future and possibly marriage, then how did you, how did your partner have that patience with you because it's difficult to go from helping somebody realize that we're not in competition with one another but it's a partnership. So how did he become so patient or what was that like for y'all?
1: He wasn't that patient. I mean, so we you know this <laughs> this is a thing for both of us because uh-huh. we just had to realize that okay, some of the stuff some of the ways that we were talking to each other aren't the best and and having like I said having her mirror that and for her to say like this is what I'm seeing was difficult. Um, But I think, and it's a work in progress. I I think another thing is that a lot of times people think that once you get married, you already, you know, you should have it together. And so you should know this stuff already. and should just fall into place. Throughout the time that we've been together, everything has been an evolution. So there are plenty of things that, you know, we experienced and we um, had going on in the beginning that right. we work on over time. So it's in st- some things are still in evolution. So um, I think we are, you know, at the, the best that we've ever been in terms of dealing with disagreements, but that becomes from, that comes from several things. So one mm. of those things, if, you know, someone wants to figure out like what's the best way to deal with these things. One of those things um, is to take accountability
0: Right, that is huge because in my last relationship, there was no accountability, and I was like, Honey, if you can't be accountable, you can't do much for me. That is oh, it, and that's all.
1: Just so, that <laughs> already, right? You like, need to spend a little bit of time on that because that one by itself is a lot. It's hard, that right? is huge. It's like, wait a minute, but I ain't, but I, no, I ain't, nah, like, bro, that I'm was not gonna gaslight like me, nah, I'm like, okay okay so taking accountability is a big one mm-hmm. one um so you know that includes just even and it's so difficult because we would argue a lot about like I said about it but you know just as you're saying it's not a competition right and if I am the, just the only winner we're still in the same place so we're mm-hmm. team, just, I mean I don't you know, I'm not a huge sports person, so, but I will use a sports reference, but, you know, uh-huh. for your listeners, I'm, I'm not, listen, don't, don't look for me. For like, it. I'm not a guru, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Not. But if you're on a team, you know, you may have um, a team member. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sh- You have to do. You have to keep your like in an NBA, um, a team player. You have to keep yourself up. You have to, you know, work out. You have to eat right. You have to do all these things and be good in your own craft and all of that. But and take care of yourself. But then you also have a duty and a commitment to the team. So you can't outshine mm. the team. You have to, you know, you can't. The team can't win just based on one person. It has to do with all of these factors together and people working together. Um, and you. Well, have I love to, that analogy. Thank you. So I'm supposed to to not know anything. Yeah, girl. But I know that. <laughs> but <laughs> don't ask me nothing else. I'll be like, girl, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's enough for me. That's enough. <laughs> see, I know enough to keep up with the team, you know. But um, but that's why I see it. It's just like, you know, we're on the same I always done, you know, we're on the same team. So it, it's just we can um so we have to we have to still figure it out. Um so in that regard, so that's the first thing is just being accountable. Uh-huh. And then also letting the small shit slide, you know? Oh. And, and I don't mean like slide as in somebody doing something disrespectful or someone is... But well, what's considered the
0: small shit, though, to me, that we should like slide?
1: To me, it's just like, so one of the things is that our first year of marriage has been in quarantine, right? Okay. So
0: <laughs> we've spent... We got a lot of each other
1: a lot in a small DC apartment. We've spent a lot of time together, but little things like, you know, you may not even realize it, but you get into an argument about something that's very small. Like, why didn't you do this? Or how come this something that, you know, really isn't, you might be annoyed. It's an annoyance. Mm. but is it something that's like a deep issue that we need to sit down? We need to discuss. I need to have some time away from you. And is it just like you were getting on my nerves? Or you weren't, or, and sometimes this is, and I, I really want to reiterate that we are not perfect and we sometimes take time. There are times where I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk to you for right now. Right. And then I might like just text him if it's important, just like, hey, don't forget to pay this bill or whatever. But other than that, please don't talk to me right now. Just to give a little bit of time. But what I try and do is to try and think it over and, and another part of it is expressing yourself. So if have you properly communicated whatever it is that you have a problem with? Because sometimes I will notice that our, I, and I do know that our brains work differently. There are things that, you know, he will notice and he will mm-hmm. focus on and he will understand. And there are things that I focus more on and understand. Mm-hmm. So there, sometimes we get our lines crossed and I can really, you know, I, I I have just decided at some point that I will express what I'm trying to say again, clearly, mm-hmm. because maybe you didn't get it. So I'm going to say- maybe you ain't hear me. Let me say it again. Let me say it, sure. say it clearly, because if I get really upset or whatever, I may not be saying it in a way that's clear to you. So I'm going to try it. You know, I'm going to say it again. And normally, you know, and I will try and say it calmly. I'll try and, you know, talk to him and say, this is what happened. And this is what, you know, really frustrated me about that situation. And, um, you know, in the future, can we try and do X, Y, and Z? So I I feel like in general that helps, but he has to do his part on his side as well, which is to be receptive to that. Mm-hmm. And I the same thing. So there are times where we might both be angry and there are times where he may come to me and say, you know, um, I'm sorry, or not even sorry, but just this is what I felt at that time. And, you know, I want to let it go. Like I said, letting right. this move, because really you might be having this whole argument and it was about you didn't put your shoes up or something you really... That's was small.
0: Can so I effective communication is like, it sounds like you're saying like effective communication is key in any healthy relationship.
1: Okay. So and being
0: able to let that small stuff
1: go. It's the hardest thing, but when I tell you when you get to a good place with it, you will have very few arguments about certain things or either you'll be able to resolve them quickly. My whole thing is I don't want to be angry about things that aren't that big of a deal for our whole relationship for so long when we can resolve this right now or we can resolve it fairly quickly you know right oh so, because sometimes it's a miscommunication there are a lot of times where it's a miscommunication and I, I always say you know you're not me I'm not you you don't and I have to I'm gonna try my best to communicate to you how I'm feeling all I'm asking is that you be receptive there are plenty of times I tell him this is a secret. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, hopefully, he yeah. won't listen to this episode, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of times where I'm like, I don't agree with that, but I just be like, you know what? I'm sorry that I because if if he says, well, you know, I felt like you weren't listening or whatever, I'm sorry that you know I wasn't properly listening to you about whatever or I hurt your feelings because he won't. He doesn't really say like you hurt my back. but I will know and I'll say I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings or it seems like I did this. I am sorry. You know, uh, let can how can you know? Can we move forward or whatever? Or this is what I can agree to in the future, and then I will just move forward. I will still think in my mind I am right. Okay, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. I will. That is my secret. You're right, girl. Go ahead, just you're right. (laughs) But if it's small, just and you know that that's how your partner feels. Like if if it seems like they feel like you hurt their feelings or whatever, I'm gonna apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. To me, that's not something I see as a big deal or whatever, but I do want to, you know, and and it sounds like all of this stuff, but I promise it makes a difference.
0: Mm. No, that sounds huge to me. Sometimes I think there is a need to apologize. I remember reading a book, I think it was called The Zero to 100 Principle, but it talked about um, relationships and taking a step back and being willing to apologize. And it said something that was so profound to me. Um, and at this point, I hadn't really been in a relationship and a lot of my relationships were toxic or I just didn't allow myself to be vulnerable, to get close enough to have a healthy relationship in the past. But when I read that in that book, it t- it said, that real love is love caring what another person caring for what another person cares about Mm. so even if you don't truly care it is that is how you show a person true love and i remember reaching out to um at the time he and i were best friends but you you always have that one that got away you know what i mean and so he and i have been best friends for 8 years and for me he was the one that got away because i was so toxic at the time and i remember calling him and asking him do you think that i have these issues and he said yeah it's either it's your way or the highway like you are not, you will not budge. You're not flexible. And so it makes it really difficult to communicate with you. And that blew me away. And so I think that you're really speaking to that right now.
1: Girl, that's, that's, that's my marriage tip. Okay. If I had to give anything, just because at the end of the day, it's not meant for us to have the same mindset we're not we're two different people and i remind him that all the time i'm like even if that's not important to you that's important to me so what right. i i don't expect you to completely you know change your whole mindset or whatever but can you respect me by doing x y and z and i think also giving somebody directions about what it is that you are looking for so sometimes we can be unclear it's just like i feel mm-hmm. upset, i feel upset but i don't really know what you you know what i want you to do about it so to me the other person is just like I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way, but what do you want me to do? So I I try and be clear when I get myself together. I'll say, okay, I would like it if you, you know, if we, in the future, if this comes up, can you talk to me first or can you, whatever it is, so that he's understanding clearly what I'm asking you. And I think he does better with that if I'm explaining to him, what do I want you to do about it? Because there are times where I might be upset and it has nothing to do with him or just things that maybe he can't control but with, mm-hmm. where possible I try and give them clear information but I you know but yeah you don't have to agree with everything and you don't have to agree to try and be cognizant of someone else's feeling or be um or to care about it mm. so when I was talking to someone about marriage and the difference that I think between marriage and just being in love so being in love is you know that's the, the fun stuff that's what brings you together but love love is something that um you know is it, it, there's no confines on that there's no you know there's no boundaries on that um which is good you know you you love someone you care about them you want them to be happy you want all of these beautiful butterflies and rainbows but the the Part about marriage is commitment, and commitment like, yeah, means that I'm committed to making sure my partner's okay. Like, so if we go back to the sports reference, right? On the same team. If if I see my team member is struggling, I need to, you know, I'm going to help. I'm not going to be like, oh well, that's your problem. I'm going to say, okay, well, do they need to take a break? Do I need to go help them? Do I need to, you know, what do I need to do to help my team member? So that's the difference between just, you know, being in love and deciding, okay, we're going to be in a, in a committed relationship because now I have um I've committed to caring about your feelings like oh wow okay
0: so before did you feel like you you cared about his feelings but you felt less inclined to um understand his feelings
1: you know like I said that that part has still been you know an evolution but I would say that um I think the gravity of being married means that you know I I do have to before, you can always be like, well, if I wanted to, I can leave or whatever. Yes. You <laughs> can leave, you know. But it's like, okay, I've committed to this. I've made right. it to, I've decided that this is important to me. So I can't just shrug it off and say, oh, my God, I don't care. That's so stupid. Um, and it very well might be to you. But you have committed to, okay, I care. So what What can I do? Um, you know, is it, let's talk about this. Where are we with this? What is it that you would like to see? I'm not gonna promise you that I'm gonna be a miracle worker. And I'm gonna, be, I listen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that. But I have, I have, um, the responsibility where I have to listen to you. I have to take into your, you know, your feelings into consideration. So if I right. am do something, it's not that I can't do what I want. I can always do what I want. He knows that very well. Like, listen, if I want to, it. it that's just what I want to do. But I do have the, uh, I've made the commitment that I'm going to consider your feelings along with whatever I'm trying to do. Um, Just as I assume, you know, whenever I have a family, I will also have to consider them as well because I've decided I want to have a family. So, but anyway, that's how I see that in terms of, you know, figuring out disagreements is, that's the best way. But once you are committed to someone, you do have to give a shit you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I, I you know and it's funny that you said because I think that you have to give a shit you know in the relationship but you also have to like you said care a little bit more because once you commit it's like okay I'm in this once you say yes I'm in this so what and now that we're kind of talking about this what are your thoughts about dating someone for a long period of time because you said we dated for eight years mm-hmm. and then we got married now I was talking to and and some people feel differently about that some people feel like you should ask me to marry you within the first one to two years right and then I remember speaking to someone in the past and he said well what's the rush you know if we're trying to do this thing forever then why is there a need to rush to marriage mm-hmm. and so for me I was like is that his way of saying he'll never want to get married?
1: <laughs> so you know, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Don't worry about it, girl. Right. You're trying to pull one on me or... or is wait, wait, let me see. Are you trying... What you trying to do? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Right, right.
0: So I just learned that everyone feels a little bit differently about marriage. So I think it's so interesting that you're saying, okay, we date... And I don't think it's anything necessarily wrong with that, right? But... Why was that? And do you feel, how do you feel about dating for a while, then getting married or a number of years, then getting married?
1: Yeah. So for us, we, one, we were also really young. So being Mm -hmm. 22, I I didn't have marriage anywhere near my thought process. So I, when I graduated, so my initial plan was to go to law school, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just was not in God's plans because I applied to several law schools and I did not get into any of those and I had like a whole like you know midlife crisis at 22 um just like oh my god this is going to be the worst thing ever for me to have to move home and I don't have anything going on and plus I don't want to live in Mississippi. I want to do something, you know, live in a fun city and have fun. Mm-hmm. And so this was my mindset um graduating college. I, I didn't I was um, just breaking up with someone from a really long and, and difficult relationship. So I really didn't even have any interest in trying to date anyone at that time and definitely not marriage. So I say that to say where my mindset was, I my my parents were like, well, my younger sister is going to be going to this summer program in L.A., but we don't, you know, she's maybe 15. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you know, we would prefer if you would go with her and then there's a program that you could attend there too. It's a log thing. So you could see if that's something you still want to do. So I went not knowing what to expect, but it ended up really being a life-changing experience for me in many right. ways. Mm-hmm. And so I went and there were so many things that I think being far away from home, being, um, you know, experiencing all these things when I was in the middle of figuring out like, what am I going to do with my life? Those were all reasons that helped I think even as part of this relationship, because my mindset shifted from before I was in this relationship for like three, I think it was like three years. um, That was pretty toxic and everything. So for me now to meet someone, but I was in a different mindset. I was like, Hey, you know, it's casual. It's cool. And going back home and trying to focus on myself, so I really Mm -hmm. did a bunch of stuff for myself. And I was like, I'm home. I don't want to be here, but what can I do right now? And then, literally, I met um, a friend who I hadn't seen in years, and she told me about this counseling program. I had always, I was already a psychology major, and I considered therapy, but I didn't know if I if it was for me. And she told me about it and I, it was like a light, like, and I was like, that's what I need to do. I I want, I need to do that. And from there I enrolled in school and then I was like, focus. I was like, in two years, I'm, I'm finishing this program exactly. And then I'm doing this. So when I met him, he knew that and he knew Mm. that my plan was. And he always encouraged me like, yeah, you should do that. You know, that sounds great. You know, always. So we were long distance, but we encouraged each other. He was finishing up school and all that. So we were kind of on a journey for our, you know, to get ourselves together. So we were focused on ourselves, but at some point we decided we want to be together, but we always kind of had this drive of like, okay, what's the next thing we're going to do? What's the next thing we're going to do? So I think that that was what our focus always was. And it really wasn't until, excuse me, until we moved here and we started going to therapy that our therapist was like, well, when are y'all going to get married? Y'all say y'all want to get married, but y'all- so not- the therapist introduced, okay- because we we always said like yeah one day, you know, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that one day, um, when we're grown ups or whatever. And she's like, Y'all are twenty five. Like we're you- y'all are pretty grown. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all are grown <laughs> And we were like, No, I don't know. So um, so we would so we started talking about it. she said, Well that cause we our mindset was, well, once we have it all together, once we have our career at a certain place, and once we have a house or what, I don't know, all these different things. And she was like, well, those are things that you do together and you're already doing them together. So what would be the difference between now and, and getting married? And we started thinking about that and we're like, oh, well, I don't know. Um, so we started discussing that and that's kind of how we discussed like actually making this official. But that's my point in, in that we grew together Mm-hmm. But, um, I would also say if I, at this age, if I were, um, 31 and dating, I would probably have a different window. I wouldn't, I probably Yeah, because I'm thirty-nine, and I'm kind of like, uh, all right, now what are we, I call it
0: intentional dating. I'm dating with intention. <laughs>
1: Listen, I don't blame you because at this point, but at, at that time for us, we were kind of focused on, you know, what are we going to do career-wise? What are we going to live? And all of these other factors. hmm and it wasn't until, you know, within the last two, three years that we started thinking, okay, we, you know, we're creating a life together. How does that look? Um, but I would say also one of the biggest things, and it's the hardest thing to, for people to really want to hear because it's so, you know, it's not something that you can really define, but it's to trust your gut. So mm. that was one of the biggest things to me. And different things that I saw within Michael is that I felt like we would be good partners because oh, when he came to Mississippi, okay. I had no time. I was, you know, dealing with a lot of family things. And then I also um, I was in grad school. I had an internship. I had a part time job. So I was busy most of the time. And it was like, you know, of course, I want you to be here. But you I have a room. You can't sit home with your feet up, but I'm out. Working, I'm at school, I'm doing whatever I had, you know. But I never told him that, I never told Mm -hmm. him that was my rule. But, um, but I I just always felt like as soon as he got there, he hit the ground running, you know, looking for different jobs. I mean, there were a lot of smaller jobs that he did at that time because that was as soon as he graduated, Mm -hmm. but that was how we saved up money to move. So, um, but yeah, he never, you know, he always worked really hard I saw that in him so I always felt like okay we're gonna be good partners this is you know shoot, this, this rent is due we both gotta listen I'm no, not- we
0: both gotta grind we, we a boss dating a boss is what I call it you know what I mean? <laughs> hey. if you're trying to level up in your life then you want someone that's also trying to level up like you're trying to build together we're building together exactly. I can't be building by myself that team like you said earlier Excuse me, that metaphor of being in the team. So I can't be building this house while you sitting on the floor ground watching me build a
1: house. Exactly. So that to me was another sign to me that like, okay, I feel like you're 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 going to be a good partner. And so there are different things that I saw, but I would say one, trust your gut. Um, to, you know, look for important things, that, uh, values that are important to you and really take your time and get to know someone. So there's, I don't really think that there's a specific time, but you, you should feel like you know someone fairly well. You've seen them in different areas, you've picked their brain, and mm-hmm. there's no perfect thing. You might if somebody wants to lie to you, they want to lie to you. You know, I I don't think that we can prevent that from someone. Right. Um, That's something that a lot of people, especially women, will talk about and worry about. Like, how can I, there's nothing you can do to necessarily prevent that. But the focus is not saying it's okay to lie. Hopefully I said that clearly. But No, no,
0: no. <laughs> well, you yeah, but, I got you. You know, but So everyone knows it is not okay to lie. That is not what we're saying. I
1: don't don't, you know, be some, I don't know, a catfish. But All right. <laughs> 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 after something. But just get to know someone. Just get to know some and really trust your gut. A lot of times I think that we try and um, we try and overthink our gut and we say, Well, we'll make an excuse. Well, but he blah blah blah, or Well, but she blah
0: blah. It mm-hmm. is your gut. Is bad, sure it is, is. Is. Yes. I,
1: it's so hard to do, but I will tell you that it, if it's not right, those things will come out early. Like some things that you see and you're like, Oh, that's a little, you, you know. ignore it. Don't
0: ignore the red flags. Well, if don't fit, don't force it.
1: Do not, because that's, I mean, it's not worth it to get married. Just when you already saw some of these things that even if you didn't completely know, but you knew like, mm, something wasn't completely right, I would say, take that time to to learn more, to dig deeper um and if you know if someone is serious about you, I think that they should be willing to take the time and get to know you as well, maybe going to therapy could be helpful, maybe you know doing trying different methods, but mm-hmm. Definitely getting to know someone and then and but not also a big thing too in marriage and just in general for us is not conforming to what other people want us to do. I mean, um, not that we don't care about our family and other people's opinions, um, but again, I have to use my gut because I'm the one in the relationship. Right? There's so many people, mainly people that weren't even in my family, maybe people that were not even that close to me, but there were different people when like co-workers and different people when I would say, yeah, we're moving to DC and we're so excited. They were like, what? Why would you do that? You're not even married. He could leave you. But I'm like, and then what? Yeah, don't put your
0: fears on me, honey. You can keep right. Right over
1: there. I'm gonna be fine. Or either way, I know how I am. I'm the type of person that I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. And two, yeah, don't put your fears on me. Like, who said that that was gonna happen? That's not how I feel. And I my gut always told me that that wasn't the case. But in general, I'm like, I have certain things in place, and I'm a smart person. But you have to do your own thing, and you have to. Um, so in your relationship, maybe one person's 10 years and is another person's, you know, two years.
0: Mm-hmm. The-, so the growth can be different. It doesn't necessarily matter about the amount of time, but it's the growth and the maturity individually okay. and in the relationship. So do you think, cause earlier you mentioned that you were in a toxic situation. Do you think it's important for partners to heal from their own toxic situations before entering into, um, a new relationship? or or enter into a marriage
1: if you can if all if if that's possible I would definitely say to do that so how I didn't realize I think I may have said that before but how my situation was I didn't realize that some of the things that I um some some things that I did or some beliefs that I had were from
0: oh relationship yeah which is so common it's so common even for me i'm guilty of that as well
1: yeah i'm like oh we we you know previously in arguments okay we yell at the top of our lungs like that's what we did and i, I was like oh yeah that's what we do it but like i said as part of therapy and different things like that bringing up a why, why did it get to that point and i have to start realizing well i don't i mean that's not normal you know So yeah things, i'm like oh yeah damn that is that is, you know, something that I'm doing. that I don't want to be doing. And I see that that's not healthy. So what I would say is that, of course, I'm a therapist. Um, I'm gonna always right. <laughs> say the therapy, but you know, <laughs> but also just doing the self work of saying, of being accountable and saying, okay, that's not how I want to act. And so this is just speaking personally. You know, there were times where I would just scream, and I didn't realize I was getting so anxious or so agitated mm-hmm. that I was to the point of screaming and. And even being and also, I was triggered by by um, you know a lot of noise and things like that. In terms of if he raised his voice, I was like,
0: "Oh no, and,
1: yeah." And then, we, and then I started to escalate, and then it would go south. So it was like, okay, I'm I I needed to started to needed to start to pay attention to that pattern and be accountable for myself and say, mm-hmm. yes, I understand that when he raises his voice. Even if he's not meaning to, because I mean, he's a man, they're different vocal twins. So sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, he's trying to like project or whatever, or maybe he's not realizing it. But to me, I noticed that change and that bothers me. But I, but then I also have to be accountable for the fact that, okay, I'm now raising my voice or whatever it was that I was doing. So one, I would say is to try to have, again, accountability and say, you know, that's something I did in the past, just because it happened in the past doesn't mean you have to carry that over. Mm -hmm. So Stuff that happened in the past that was, you know, that didn't work out. Let's change that. Um, Even if you're not in a relationship at the time, you can start working on that now saying, okay, well, what what does a healthy, uh, healthy um, disagreement look like? Mm -hmm. Um, And it it takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness. But I would say doing therapy on your own um, and then also, you know, taking time to just reflect on what you want in a future relationship if you don't i know me i don't like when you raise your voice i don't like when you get angry so i i, I need to reflect that back i can't say oh please don't raise your voice but then as soon as you say something to me i'm going to ten. right
0: yeah you can't you have to practice what you preach
1: yeah or oh. i can't say you know i need you to listen to me when i have a problem but then as soon as you say something i'm like no that's not right I'm the one that's right, blah, 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 blah. I can't do this. So, I think what also, so maybe that might be easier to start with is that if you're trying to figure out how can I maybe recognize certain things, start with just what is it that you're looking for? What is mm. it that you like? And then, in general, most people would probably like that too. Most people would want to, you know, be listened to with respect or to, right, you yeah, into their feelings. So, that's a general thing. I don't think that's like, a super personal thing. Like, Oh, only I like that. No, everybody likes it. So how can I work on that within myself? Because two, just like we talk about in therapy in terms of modeling, um, I can't say I want you to do those things and I'm not doing it. So I'm going to model that by being Mm -hmm. aware of myself and saying, Hey, I'm getting really agitated. Can we take a break? Um, we can talk about this tomorrow or whatever, because I would want him to do that and to say that instead of us having a whole argument.
0: So I think that you have said so many gems. Oh my God, you are dropping gems tonight for real. Ladies, men, who who are, men, if you're listening, (laughs) listen to these gems that she is speaking right now because I definitely appreciate you for all that you've shared with us tonight. I do have one last question. Um, Do you, and I know someone really wanted me to ask you this question. Do you feel it's important how your partner Treats his mom or um, in terms of because I know my mom used to always say uh, if he respects his mom if he doesn't respect his mom then he won't respect you so do you think it's important how you treat your father and how he treats his mom in terms of the opposite sex does that contribute or not contribute to the relationship does it have any value at all
1: um, that's an interesting question i I don't think that I ever saw it in the sense of like the parent of the opposite sex or anything like that but i of course family in general that's really important in relationships so how he is with others um <laughs> i think i met him i came down for family's homecoming like maybe um fairly on, early on and mm-hmm. so he had family that came down also so that helped for me to see how he was with some of his cousins and things like that and then later when we were in a relationship and I did meet his mom he's very caring of his mom um he's very you know he's the only boy and he's the youngest. So he was spoiled, but he don't want to admit it. But it's fine.
0: <laughs> the youngest is always spoiled, okay?
1: Funny, like, most of the
0: time. Not all the time, but
1: most of the I'm time. i will go ahead and say most, almost all the time. So, but I think he was spoiled. But he really does take care of his mom. But that, one, so in general. So to answer the question, I do think it's important how someone treats their family and treats right. their parent. But just overreaching, you know, and thinking about family in general family is a lot um and it it comes with a lot because um depending on someone's situation your family of origin there could be a lot of trauma there there could be a lot so i wouldn't i would definitely pay attention to how someone treats their parent but looking into that a little bit deeper also what is what was their um Family dynamics growing up, right? So, yeah. Questions. Get be curious. Always be curious because that to me is telling. Um, we both had um, supportive um, and and loving families growing up, but our households right. look different. He grew up with his mom, grandmother, and sister. I grew mm-hmm. up with, in a big house, you know, like a big house with the with. Um, my parents and my sisters but then later my uh, parents got divorced so our families um our family dynamics look different mm-hmm. but in the sense of like how our, their values our values were for family mm-hmm. were similar so i would say to just talk about those things because people carry trauma from family people you don't know, have a lot of things with them, so don't just look at okay oh he treats his mom and fine yeah but what's more than that because someone. Right. They could treat their mother. There's a, a show on TLC about being like a mama's boy or about some. You could treat your mama real well, and then you know there's some poor boundaries there also. So exactly,
0: to, exactly.
1: So you need to look beyond it and be like, well, what was it like growing up in your house? What did that look like? What's your lo- relationship like with this person? What's your relationship like with that person? Um, how did your parents express that they loved you or they cared about you? Um, I've met people. I've had. Um, uh, boyfriends in the past where they said that their parents never said that they loved them. They felt love. Mm, so things like that are very interesting to me because right. I, you know I'm thinking, well, how does that translate into, one, how you see love and what that framework is for you? And then, of course, if we were to have children, how does that look for you in parenting? So I would say looking at family dynamics and, and understanding that will probably give you more of, uh, of an idea of what their framework is mm-hmm. rather than only looking at how they treat their parent. In addition to, um, you know, they, if say for instance, they're estranged from a parent. So that, those are things that it's like, Oh, you don't talk to your mom. That's terrible. It's like, but why, what are the things this yeah what are what does all of that look like to you and what was it like being you being a kid in your house um so I think that is very and even birth order because I'm the oldest of four girls so I'm sure my experience was very different from my younger sisters Mm -hmm. um because for me you know I was I always had to be the first person to do everything so something if somebody's gonna get in trouble it's gonna be me um so you know there are a lot of things that he realized he's been around my family a lot since The beginning, so he knows all the dynamics, but I think that's really important to look at as well.
0: I think that that's, you know, what you just shared is definitely excellent. So so it's you're saying that it contributes, but also dive deeper to see why that is. Because I remember when I was um, talking to someone in the past or dating someone and we were kind of getting close in the past In my family, we're very close, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the boundaries are enmeshed. So I'm beginning to formulate more clear boundaries, mm-hmm. right? They are as well as I am, but in my family, we're very touchy feely. We're very uh, expressive. We say, we tell each other we we love each other on a daily basis. But he grew up uh, with different uh, family values, and they just do things differently in his family. So in his family, they didn't hug, or he had never. His mom had never told him that he loved that she loved him. And so for me, that was shocking because I hear that from my mom on a daily basis. Yes. Exactly. So, so I think love language is also a part of that because I felt like he showed love in different ways.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. I could talk forever about it. But yes, I definitely believe but that that to me will give you an idea of the framework that someone is coming from. Because even if someone says, I'm working really hard to not repeat certain things that I experienced in the past or I don't want to be like, you know, my mom or my dad or whatever. Um, it still gives you know, that gives you an idea because um, and then, too, that kind of gives you a glimpse into what someone's trauma is, even if they don't even see that that's a trauma. Right, exactly. like, hey, you've been traumatized. But you can kind of see, like, okay, I think. this is right, a, a little abnormal. Yeah, that's a little abnormal. different because that's, you know, it's it's a big par- part of a person. So I think that will tell you a lot is to pay attention to that. And, and sometimes people are closer to, um other family members and not just their parents too. So I would say pay attention to who's important in their life um, and how they treat them. Are you, you know, the type of person that's loyal to your family and Mm. you know, people that you're close to, because sometimes you may not be very close to family, but you have a family of choosing where you have friends and things like that. Are you loyal to them? If they ask you for something, or do you have poor poor boundaries with them or what does that look like? So Looking at any of those things I think would, would give you a lot of information.
0: Um, I love, honestly, I'm just so grateful that you agreed <laughs> to come because I really just enjoyed this time um, meeting with you. So as a woman behind the desk tonight, what advice would you offer our listeners? Um, any advice at all that you will offer them, women and men? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: my advice would be to... It sounds so cliche, but really to stay true to yourself and what and self discovery and self um, awareness is always going to be the most important thing. The, the more that I dive into myself, the more that I, I feel like it opens up areas, other areas of my life. Um, and that again, it sounds so cliche, but it really is true. And the times that I have, you know, been the happiest were times that I'm focusing on you know, myself, even as being a married woman, Mm -hmm. I don't take care of myself. I'm useless as a partner. And my goal is not to only be a partner, but it's important for me to take care of myself as well. I tell, you know, my husband that, or he'll tell me that like, Hey, you know, maybe you should do X, Y, and Z. You seem like, you know, you're a little down or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the most important thing is to focus on what are, what does your life look like? regardless of a partner, because they can, you know, they're supposed to add to it and you're on a team, but if you're like, for, I'm going to go back to basketball, but if you're on the team Don't add to it, <laughs> and you haven't worked out, right. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, as just a, pl- one of the other players, you haven't been working out, you haven't been eating what you're supposed to eat. You haven't been paying attention in, you know, in the um, practices and everything. Then how can you really be a good partner? How
0: mm, can- that is you speaking, You better speak tonight, okay? (laughs) That was everything
1: thank you i try you know <laughs> but yeah you got like you i mean a perk you still have to focus on yourself in that way nobody you know otherwise you're going to be lagging behind when everybody else is running and doing all this other stuff so you still have to focus on yourself you still have to you know be taking care of that you can't just say oh i'm with a team so i don't have to do anything mm-hmm. no you got to focus on yourself and it's important for us in order for us to have a healthy relationship is to both be healthy individually so but in general just You know, take that time and don't feel, you know, that it's being selfish or anything like that. It's important to take time. I I know that you have um, previously listed so many great books, and I, you know, I just, I'm like, yes, I need to, let me write those down. Because this year, that's what I've been doing is trying to read more, um, get deeper into spirituality and what that looks like for me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just focusing on getting rest and things like that. And that to me, I, I really and truly believe that the sooner that I do that, so many windows in all areas of my life. Have it up. falls
0: into place. I'm telling you, the minute I began to love myself more and really pour into myself, I feel like life just made sense to me. The, the, once I that was revealed, right, I was able to see what my purpose is, which uh, eventually led me to doing what I'm doing today, which is the podcast that I love. I love interviewing and hearing from everyone and, and sitting with them and being in their presence um, just to kind of get that feedback from them just about real life topic and real life uh issues. So again, Kelly, it has been absolutely amazing. I know you have an initiative that you're starting for um, the clinicians in the DMV area. So I would love for you to tell some of our listeners, um, maybe some of your social media pages pages, or how they can kind of contact you and hear more of what you have to say, because you have a lot of great things to say.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. um, Well, one, thank you so much for having me. I enjoy any chance I get to run my mouth and just like <laughs> chat with girlfriends and Kiki and just be like, girl, that's like my favorite. Just add a glass of wine. And I, I live for that,
0: girl. <laughs> I live for it. Okay. <laughs> like, <Don't> add
1: <laughs> the wine in there.
0: Make sure it's a red blend. I <laughs> live for it.
1: <laughs> yes, that, that's that's what I live for. So anytime I'm, I I enjoy it. Um, but for for what I'm creating, it's called the Sensitive Black Girls Club, mm. and so the purpose of it is to have a platform where women can um, talk about all things so Mm -hmm. one of the major things of course is mental health um, and breaking that stigma that black women you know we're only angry or we're only strong and just these things we we, you know their array of things that you know contribute to who we are we're inherently strong because you know our ancestors have proven that right You know, so we don't need to to only focus on that part. What about being, you know, soft? What about being sensitive? What about being funny? What about being witty? What about, you know, all of these other parts of who we are? Right. My um, platform is to have a space where we can be all sides of who we are, including being funny and playful and all of that Um, and talking about mental health and talking about all things, you know, related to black women, but specifically mental health. Um, And then in addition to that, what Mm -hmm. I'm creating is a space for black women therapists to come together, to support each other, to network, to um, share resources and education and knowledge and all of those good things. So
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So how can the people, can they follow your Instagram page or maybe one of your social media pages or if you have a business email that you would like to use, how can they kind of get more of you?
1: Yeah, so I am very busy creating and um, trying to, you know, get content and things off the ground, you know corona unfortunately has has made things a little bit more challenging but mm-hmm. still we're still moving forward because little barriers but we don't get yes, through it this is, this is my thing and this is what i'm so excited to be presenting uh, but people can find me at on instagram at uh the sensitive black girls club um, so that's, you know, that's what I have started and I would love for everyone to, you know, follow and then we can have conversations. They're also, mm-hmm. um, yes. something going, have you, you know, be participating in that too. So that's my, that's my idea. Um, and that's what I've gotten started with. I'm so excited about it. I'm so happy that I've been able to. Um, connect with other Black women therapists like yourself.
0: I love it. Yes, sis. Okay, keep it coming. So you heard, all of you, you heard her. If you want more of her, you can follow her at the Sensitive Black Girls Club on Instagram and that is what it is. So again, thank you so much for joining the woman behind the desk and you know what it is. You stay real, stay radiant and stay revolutionary and wherever you are in the world, I love you girl.